Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. You wanted the best. Well, they didn't freaking make it. So here's what you get from Canada Ryan and Ruben. Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. This is Ryan. This is Ruben. We're really happy you guys could be here listening to today's episode. We are talking about one of our personal favorite bands. Absolutely. This is a band that I've loved for decades, Ruben. Decades. Yeah, ditto. Okay. The very first album I ever bought was an Aerosmith album. You mean in a CD format? No, it was a cassette tape. Okay. Cassette tape, Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. I bought it at Canadian Tire. Uh, I think it's still there, down by Shelburne Street there. The so you t- bought the greatest hits album by the Tim Hortons. We'll get to that album. We're going to get to that very yeah, album. The, that's was, the one with the. That's uh, the very first thing with my own money that I had. The red background. I purchased this more of an orangish, I think, with yeah. the wings. And it's got half of the, their logo. Yep, that's it. Okay, uh, that's all. I remember that tape room, and I remember when he bought it. So the first CDs, when CDs were big and new, yeah, the yeah. first CDs I ever owned and bought, Aerosmith, their self-titled debut album, and Toys in the Attic. Wow. Yeah, and I listened wow. to those things until the laser wore out. The uh, laser doesn't wear out. Now, so Ruben and I are huge Aerosmith fans, and I'm sure some of our first-time listeners are also huge Aerosmith fans. So what we're going to do, and we'll explain this for our new listeners who might just be listening to this Aerosmith episode. Yeah, okay. Is what Ruben and I do is we don't pick the best, meaning we may like Get Your Wings more than Toys in the Attic. For example, I don't know who does, but we might like that album more. Mm-hmm. We don't make the decision. The public makes that decision with their buying dollar. So by their buying the albums, that's what makes the best. So we chose Aerosmith's top five. No, we didn't choose. Sorry. We, we just put in order their top five selling albums from least to greatest. We'll go through that with the audience. And then what Ruben and I are going to do from these best-selling albums of Aerosmith's career is on a fly, looking at the album, we're going to choose our least or the worst song from each top-selling album. Is that clear? Did I make that clear? Yeah, I get it. Okay, Ruben, Permanent Vacation. This album... Such a good album. A great album. This album was released in August 21st, 1987. Producer Bruce Fairbairn. And it came after Done With Mirrors and it came before Pump. Some of the singles that people can remember from this album Angel. are Hangman Jury, believe it or not, was her first single from this album. Really? <laughs> wow. Hangman Jury released 18, August 18th, so three days before the album's release. That couldn't have done very well as a single. No, well, they're coming off Done With Mirrors, which was one of my favorite albums. A very underrated. This is an Aerosmith nerd to me. I love Done With Mirrors. Let the music do the talking. Yeah, no, it's a good uh, album. My Fist, Your Face. The reason that a dog has so many friends because it wags his tail instead of his tongue. I love that line. Steve yeah. Tyler, great lyric writer. But anyways, Hangman Jury, Dude Looks Like a Lady, Angel, Ragdoll. Those are the four singles from Permanent Vacation, but we're not rating the worst singles. We are rating the worst song on the album. I'm uh, still surprised about Hangman Jury. <laughs> yeah, that is. I actually am surprised, too. Maybe I knew that at one point, but cold reading it right now, that is a little surprising. Do you already to... have your worst? I got my worst. Permavacation Worldwide has sold 7.6 million 
copies. Not shabby. And that doesn't include what people have ripped illegally or listened to this day on YouTube and other Spotify streams. Sure. This album, but just, just physical, hard physical, physical copies. Seven million people. Seven million people. That's like a good-sized nation. I was just saying, for the for the record, Aerosmith has sold over 150 million records. Very impressive. Not too shabby for guys who are going 50 years. Oh, yeah, the reason why we're also talking about these guys, not only – let's do a little plug for Aerosmith. They're doing a residency at Las Vegas called uh, Deuces Are Wild. And I tell you, if I had money and time, I'd go. I'd like to go. I'd like to I've go. seen them live three times yourself. I twice. Okay. Though I did see, I, I do think this was an accident. I think I accidentally see a little too much of his, uh, he had suspenders on and he went like this. And I think he went down a little low, too low. So he didn't flash. So you saw Stevens Tyler? <laughs> the, there was a little, we looked at you like, did we? You know, and I. <laughs> uh, did the dude look like a lady or? No, he's a dude, right? That's fine. You've seen two lead singers' penises. That's true. I've also <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see Stephen Tyler's complete penis. It was just enough to go, huh? <laughs> Shannon Hoon, may he rest in peace. Um, may he rest in penis. He was high on heroin and drunk, and it's Halloween night. He's opening up for Lenny Kravitz. He dressed as a ghost, and then he took off the <laughs> his sheet, started peeing on the crowd. This is you can Google this. Yeah, they started peeing on the crowd. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, and I remember with somebody. Speaking that, of Lenny Kravitz, you open for Lenny Kravitz. Lenny Kravitz also had his junk. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he had his pants split <laughs> mid performance. You know, crouching down to do a guitar oh, solo or goodness. something like that. Wow. Yeah. Ruben, you have <laughs> quite the connection to. Uh, lead singers with their junk being exposed for the connection. Okay. So those are all the worst. So I've seen Aerosmith at least twice. I saw him once with you opening up for Kid Rock. I mean, Kid Rock opening up for them. No, I've seen him three times. And I saw him at the Saddle Dome in Calgary, Alberta. Any guesses what song they opened with? Oh, Back in the Saddle. Absolutely. Ah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So three times each. So before you pick, just a reminder that no song can be a cover. Okay. I have to redo my worst song. Yeah. You're ready to go, I'm down by the Beatles? Yeah, yeah I, I, I know. But I, you, I'm a fan of the Beatles. Yeah. They do a great job doing their own songs. Yeah. Like we did before with other bands, but this is the same rule applies for Aerosmith. It has to be their original material. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Go. My worst song? Yeah. Uh, well, okay, fine. Though I like it, I did the movie. The movie musical, I, you know, I always want to challenge you to pick another song, but that's fine. It's legit. It's just, it's not, Steven Tyler's not singing. It's just the, the guy's playing at the end of the, it's called the movie. It's an instrumental, four minutes long at the end of the album. It's a song on an Aerosmith album. Yes, I know. I know. It's, it's, you're right. They chose to make this a track. Hangman they, Jury would be my worst. Wow, their first single. <laughs> the first, that's why I'm so surprised. Like, who was thinking about that one? Hangman Jury. Okay, what's your worst? The worst song on the album for me, and I haven't liked it for a long, long time, is Ragdoll. It's so boring. It's so boring. So Ruben's worst pick officially is the movie. Then that's fine. So for our listeners, you might forget what the movie sounds like. I kind of like that song, Ruben. I always like that. It's a pretty chunky instrumental there. I don't mind it. I'd rather listen to Ragdoll okay, than the fair. movie. That's how we pick. Yeah. That's how we pick. And I would rather listen to the movie than Ragdoll. Because to me, it's Ragdoll? such a, it's such a repe- 
It's such a repetitive. Hot trout, delicacy. Yeah, well, so it's, fine. It's pretty bad. It's a pretty bad song. It's a good rock and roll song. The lyrics are a little weak. <laughs> well, yeah, it's yeah, it's. But it's a good rock and roll song. Again, it's the worst. It's the worst. I never listen to it. When I put Aerosmith on, and oh, if I put, yes, that that's level? what I mean. So, like, if I put on oh. Aerosmith on Shuffle, so if Permanent Vacation is in my car, which has been many times throughout the last 30 years, I skip Ragdoll every time. All right. Let's... I save it for concerts. <laughs> save it for concerts. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Andrew Salmon. I never listen to Andrew Salmon. That's, that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's true. Toys in the Attic. Toys in the Attic came out in my year of my birth, baby. Sold 10.1 million copies worldwide. Really? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. 1975. That's not too shabby. Such hits, of course, Sweet Emotion, Walk This Way, You See Me Crying, of course, in the title track, Toys in the Attic were all released as singles. Those are very strong singles. What sticks out to you as the worst song on, and this is a hard one. Let me just say, Toys in the Attic is a near perfect record, but I do have one. Okay. Well... I don't know. If, All right. Are you ready? No. Are our, to- our toes just touched? <laughs> We're just talking casually, then all of a sudden our toes touched. Okay, well, I went first. You went first last time. I, I actually have kind of a two-way. <laughs> I'm not too sure. There's, there's, there's two tracks out of the nine that aren't very strong. When you got songs like Toys in the Attic, Walk This Way, Sweet Emotion, I mean, hopefully I'm not picking any of yours, uh, uh, No More, No More, Round or, All these songs are just to me, they're amazing. But there's two in particular, and I'm just going to have to think really quick here. I think... It's the second track on the album, Uncle Salty. I like that chorus. No, I think it's Adam's apple then. Uh, Uncle Salty. So my least favorite song, so the worst song on, and this is, like I said, this is hard because I love everything on this album. I really do, is Uncle Salty. You like that better than... Just before you get to your pick. Just sample, I'll go salty here. I love that part. It's got some wicked Steven Tyler vocal performance, but that being said, it's my least favorite. I hate picking Uncle Salty Barrows with worst of Toys in the Attic. Ruben, you disagree. Big Ten Inch. Are you kidding me? Not even remotely. Are you kidding me? I'd rather listen to Uncle Salty easily. It's not so much rather. I just like Uncle, Uncle Salty. I don't hate the song. Toys in the Attic, I think it's a perfect album. If there was one song that dropped off this record, you'd rather it be Uncle Salty than a big 10-inch record? <gasps> a song that they didn't even write? Oh, you can't make that yours then. It's not a cover, though, is it? It's written by Fred Weissmantle, but I don't think it's a cover, which still counts as an original tune. That means they did the music and everything else. Oh, it's a cover. Okay. Ruben, all, right, all right. All right. All right. All right. Your, your head's been forced, Ruben. If we just go. Okay. Let's, let's go back. I'm pretty sure it's Adam's apple. All right. So there you go. Adam's apple is Ruben's pick. Uh, moving on to pump. 
love Pump. Pump's a great album. Love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. It's another near-perfect album. I'm being honest here. I, I, I love Pump. Pump has sold just a little bit more than Toys the Attic. A ten and a half worldwide million copies. I mean, that must have felt good for them, eh? Yeah, because yeah, no they kidding. they broke Research. up, the drugs, all that sort of stuff. This the, is like the part... world crashed. If this was like the Rocky movies, this would be. This is part three. Yeah, because this is crazy. Because this album, the Permification, was a great comeback album. That yeah. made seven and a half million copies, and then Pump sold three million more. And you're thinking, oh, they're not going to top that. Love in an elevator. Fine, Janie's got a gun. What it takes. The other side is Monkey on My Back. This album is probably my second favorite album after Toys in the Attic. Quite frankly, I this it's like a band reborn. Mm. But Ribbon, is there a worse song on this album? Others. Who do Voodoo Medicine Man? Get out of my house. How are you serious? What would you say? That is the worst. Now, guys, please don't stop listening to our show. Ruben's opinions do not reflect. <laughs> Hoodoo Medicine Man? Do you forget what it sounds like? Oh, I remember what it sounds like. I listened to this probably three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> the song here? <laughs> the intro alone, Ruben. The intro alone. Right here. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Just listen to this part of your fans. Just ask with fans here. Okay, go to M. Go to M. Go to the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't like this. It doesn't end on a high note. Wow, well, you know what? This is This is probably like my favorite track on the album. I love a lot of the song. I don't like how it ends. Fair enough. That's fair. That's what makes it so tough sometimes, because even the things that we love the most, there's always something that's the worst. My worst song, and I think I think the majority of our fans and Aerosmith fans will agree with me. Come on, Ruben. Seriously? Do you forget this one? Maybe I do. Yeah. Dumb dance moves. First of all, any song can sound (laughs) stupid if you make it sound stupid. Oh, Stairway to Heaven? Oh, okay. All all the clues is gold. This is the most most divisive ribbon I've ever been on a show. This is great. This makes for great radio. (laughs) (laughs) It's my least favorite. In fact, again, like my least favorite song on this album, if it skipped or let's say I had this on CD and this song was scratched, I wouldn't buy a new disc. I would just completely skip the song every time. I right. never miss it again. All right. My girl, Aerosmith, worst on their pump album. And Ruben's was Hoodoo Voodoo Medicine the, Man. Oh boy. All right. The new listeners, please don't give up on our show. Get a grip. Now, you thought Pump was a comeback. My goodness, get a grip. Thirteen point four million copies worldwide. Crazy. For better or for worse, guys, I hate to say it, but for better or for worse. Get a Grip was the zenith, the peak of their career, but my goodness, they were out. They came out in 1973, 20 years into their career, they reached a peak. 
and no band does it anymore. Tip our hat to Aerosmith. They're still rocking it, doing a residency in Las Vegas. Who, who's a new band right now? Like, who's going to be a band 20 years from now that's going to peak? Like, Mar- more? Maroon 5? Going to get more albums 20 years from now? No. No band will peak 20 years after the start of their career, starting now. It's crazy. I, I will live and die by that. Okay, I can't even think of, like, a new band that's... So that's the journey Aerosmith had of Get a Grip. So think about that, folks. When they came up with the Aerosmith self-titled album in 1973, they peaked 20 years later with a 13.5 million sold Get love a Grip. Love it, love it. And no band's doing that anymore. And they're still going 25 years after this album. That's insane to me. It is insane. So Get a Grip was released in 1993. Seven singles so from this, this album. This was like a good part of music. 90 to 94. Three, four was amazing. It was. It, it really was, was amazing. Saying, actually, no, 87 to 93. Those, were, those were very good years. <laughs> 87 to 93 will never have again. No, no, no. For bands around across the board, from Bon Jovi even to Tom Petty to Aerosmith to U2, 87 to 93 will never be matched. No. Why, why was it? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> and I know our listeners will agree. Singles from this album were Living on the Edge, Eat the Rich, Crying, Amazing, Line Up, Shut Up and Dance, and Crazy. From this album, which is the worst? And it can't be a Joe Perry song. <laughs> I have my pick. It's going to be another hot take. Okay, I I need to pick one. Okay. And so, therefore, and this is a very close tie to something else, but it's Eat the yeah. Rich. Eat the Rich. Well, I, I, I kind of see it, but why? What, what's your reason? The lyrical content is so... I think musically it's fun. It is kind of weird because they're very rich. And this is their best album ever. Uh-huh. They got rich from this album, like which is so rich. Sorry, brother. Many things. The poodles and cats. So another line that I don't like in that is "Take your gray poupon." Do you remember those commercials? Gray poupon. Yeah, Dwayne's World did it too. Yeah, but it was like it's not timeless. My least favorite song from this album. This was I was almost going to pick "Crying." Yeah, I, know. I hate that song. It's been so long since I've heard the song, but I'm going to go with it. Gotta love it. Light bladder leaks are just part of being a woman. <laughs> is it? Boys ultra thin pads move your body. <laughs> Sorry for the commercial. And I don't like when a band repeats a song they've done before. They're doing the round and round and round. They did it 20 years previous with the song round and round of the Toys in the Attic. Like, I don't mind ref- reference their song sometimes because it's like a weird journey of a song. Or But sure. they're actually singing the exact same way round and round. Anyways, you know, I, like, I never clued in on that. Well, the first time I heard the song, I made the connection. And round, ne- round, never made round. the connection. Anyway, so Gotta Love It. It was almost crying, but I actually think I'd rather listen to Crying than Gotta Love It. All right, so the last and their greatest selling album of all time, Ruben, is their greatest hits album, which kind of makes sense. You think, well, Ryan, guys, that's not fair. But, you know, 
we got to conclude because it's kind of an interesting album because it was their greatest hits album of 1980. Wow, and I bought that probably in 86. So this was their first. They've had many compilation albums since, but this was their first greatest hits album, and to this day, it is their all-time selling best greatest hits album. So I think that's why we should mention it. It has sold 14.5 million copies worldwide. But to put this in perspective, they've released the album Gems, Pandora's Box, Big Ones, Box on Fire, Pandora's Toys, Young Lust, The Aerosmith Anthology, Classic Aerosmith, Oh Yeah, The Ultimate Aerosmith Hits, Devil's Got a New Disguise, 20th Century Master, Tough Love, The Best of Belts, The Essential Aerosmith, and all of them, like, do, 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 quick math here. Those alone, we're looking at, the Big Ones alone was two, ten and a half million. Crazy. Underneath Greatest Hits, they probably have sold another 16 million to 17 million Greatest Hits albums on top of the Greatest Hits. How many Greatest Hits albums do they have? They've, well, I just read them all, Rube. Do I have to do it again? You don't have to read them. It was like <laughs> One, a dozen? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They've had 12 Greatest Hits compilations. That's crazy. So they've sold on average between three and four million per package. That's why they keep doing it. Sure. This one alone, though, is their first and original. So I think it's. Uh, worth mentioning, the Greatest Hits album released in 1980, and it had peaked at 43 on the charts. Keeps selling over these years. Like Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits. Yeah, or Appetite as well. So we're even on the Greatest Hits album, though. We've got oh. Dream... I'll literally say for our fans. We should tell our fans what's on there. Dream On, Same Old Song and Dance, Sweet Emotion, Walk This Way, Last Child, Back in the Saddle, Draw the Line, Kings and Queens, Come Together, which does not count, and Remember Walk in the Sand, which does not count. Oh, Oh. It's a cover song yeah, that's right. by the Shangri-Las. It's a good song, though. Yeah. Oh, it's a great... She was 16 when she sang that song. Really? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, Ruben, that's a tough call. No one's going to like mine. Now you're drawing from the classic girls from the 70s. It's hard to criticize any of these songs. Okay, okay. I stand by my choice. Do you want me to go or you go? You go ahead. Walk this way. This has been a really crazy episode. Is this like the uh, Andrew Sandman syndrome for this? No. Okay. I prefer. This is so crazy. I prefer the one in front of me. Oh, get it! Would you stop? <laughs> Why <are> you do? <laughs> what are you talking? I, I feel. What nostalgic. have you done? I feel nostalgic with it. I feel nostalgic with it. I remember that I had some extra Kid Rock tickets. It was Kid Rock and uh, Reverend Run. <laughs> you know, from DMC. Yeah, yeah, I know. Anyways, Kid Rock and Run. They did walk this way. It was a great time. Did that video walk this way with Run DMC? It blew your mind. You really thought it was a wall between no, the two? No, I've... So they have almost 65 million views on this. Sure. How many views on the original Walk This Way? The reason why the cover works so well in a rap version is where I give credit to Steven Tyler in 1975. Basically, rapid scat scatting type singing sure, in 1975. Yeah. It translated. That's amazing to me. And so it's hard for me to like this version better. Though they built on something that was built already by Steven. And I like that Steven's in the song that saves it a little bit. He does the high pitch because they can't do that. No. So they do the rap part. Steven does the uh, high pitch squeal part, you know, the walk yeah. this way. We could also argue this song helped 
give Aerosmith a second chance. Sure. We probably so, wouldn't be talking about them. Maybe not. Maybe not. And I give full credit where credit's due. I don't hate the song. I just, I just, this has been a very disheartening episode. Uh, By the way, I don't hate the original I know, version. I know. This is the worst of the best. Okay. We know. Yeah. I've just, I, to me, the Aerosmith is a very sacred band. This is your worst? <laughs> On the Greatest Hits album. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are we agreed on anything? Remember, I think what's happening is <laughs> the nature of our show. <laughs> it's just the worst of the best. I would rather listen to Walk This Way, I think, in my car, full blast. I know it's been played a million times. I know it's the intro Sam out of Aerosmith's career in some ways. I recognize that, but to me, it's from my favorite album. I can't I can't say Last Child is a is a better song than Walk This Way. I just can't say that's the case. It's not a better song. All right. <sighs> Hope you've enjoyed. All right, this is, this is the worst. <laughs> what do you mean? That's just great. I think this is the most, in many ways, these last two episodes, the uh, Tom Cruise and Aerosmith episode, has really showcased that you and I, though we're the brothers, we have different opinions. <laughs> have you ever seen the face in the logo there? I don't think it's intentional. It's kind of a face in the logo. Yeah, I see it. All right. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. And I hope if you're a new time listener because of the Aerosmith content that you'll give us a whirl on our other music-related episodes or all of our episodes on the Worst of the Best podcast. And please leave us a review on iTunes or our Facebook page to tell all your friends about us. And remember, in front of every silver lining, there's a cloud, and we'll help you find it. Mm-hmm.